You know when mommy and daddy go away for their wedding anniversary or something and they leave the teenage kids minding the shop for the very first time? Something ever so slightly Guy Ritchie is gonna happen, right? So I suppose this shouldn't come as a dead set surprise. I'm John Yadogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap for buyers here in Australia. Website for that, <coughs> BSE, or you could just, you know, dude, click it into shape, shape it up, get straight, go forward, move ahead, try to detect it, it's not too late to click it, click it good. You remember that? Who knew that traffic cone hats could be such a thing? 42 years ago, you old fart. Now, wheels keeps shooting itself <laughs> right in the cock. Pro tip, bad idea. Like, he doesn't deserve that considering all that he does for you virtually on a daily basis. <laughs> Keeping the chicks in line and whatnot, especially the whatnot. Trigger discipline while drawing the weapon. Can't recommend it too highly. Especially if you're packing a Glock now. <laughs> Be gone. Spawn of the devil. Where were we? Bullshit car of the year, Bacotti 2022, is the Kia EV6. Like, not a bad car at all, but not a car of the year. It, it's just not. And there's not just one reason why this is yet another epic fail from the corner penthouse of Irrelevance Central. There are four compelling reasons. And, dude, as a former contributor... It's so disheartening. See, Bicotti is an award based on car versus criteria. And the criteria are function, technology, efficiency, safety, and value. And if you endure Wheel's entire 37-minute miracle insomnia-curing video on this, you will see dudes getting seemingly almost orgasmic over being able to plug in a laptop as you drive and you'll hear references to cars being carefree blonde surfers and revealing their true personalities. Like, cue Dr. Phil. It's that nauseating. They even call the EV6 and the Hyundai Ioniq 5, quote, SUVs when anyone can see that they are, in fact, big electric cars. That's what the fuck they are, Wheels. They've been hastily placed in the SUV segment by... <sighs> T-Dub and the Spice Girls in the car industry's grubby little lobby group based on outdated bullshit segment dimensional criteria. But here in reality... They're certainly not SUVs, not on objective criteria, nor to customers. Dude, if function is a wheels Bicotti criterion, EV6 fails as an SUV, and here's the proof. 
If you've got 80 grand in Yo Pocketbook and EV6 and Sorrento is on your shortlist and you just can't decide which one, then I'd suggest you've got shit for brains because one is a big SUV and the other one's a big electric car. In fact, the intent of the EV6 is performance flagship for Kia. Kia is going to bed every night and getting a little intra-TP, hoping the EV6 will do for its reputation in 2022 what Stinger did way back in 2017. Inside Kia Schittsville, EV6 is regarded philosophically as electric Stinger, not electric Sorento. Obviously. It's not an SUV. That's just a bullshit industry classification for the monthly sales figures. So that's pretty much the case for wheels being spectacularly up itself and out of touch with people who actually buy cars. Personal opinion. And that's not even one of the four reasons, incidentally. Before we get cracking on those, it's important for me to tell you that this report is my honest opinion. No reference to individuals is made. You need to understand that even if an individual writes words in some bullshit magazine, those words get massaged and cut and changed by sub-editors and editors and they get ratified by a publisher and at the end of this extensive process, you're looking down the barrel of a product that, I don't know, 20 people have probably had their grubby little mitts on in one way or the other. And from the outset, those words are designed to conform to the bullshit wankery standards of the publisher, meaning the brand. It's pretty easy for those words to be largely dissociated from the views of the poor sap who actually wrote them, unless he really was mainlining the Kool-Aid, right? And this is quite important. Like, I've written for Wheels and Motor extensively, like, Dozens and dozens of features. I've been live on talk radio for thousands of hours as a guest and a host, and I've done, I don't know, hundreds of appearances on network TV, live and pre-recorded in news and current affairs. And I don't say this to brag, not at all. It's hardly a glamorous thing or something that I'm especially proud of. Like, dude, look around. The media is a frigging disgrace. But it always has been astounding to me seeing the difference between conversations on air and off air. And I think the depth of this difference would shock the average person. It really would. Certainly there's an opening for the what we really think news bulletin. And it would rate its tits off, I suspect. Like, it's kind of what I do here. I just tell you what I think. It's very depressing to me that this can be a unique selling proposition in the media space, a point of difference to all other motoring journalism outfits. Like, Jesus. What I'm saying is, I don't think you can assume by default that anything in a publication or a broadcast is actually the authentic view of the author of those words. And therefore, it's the publication or the publisher that needs to bear the brunt of any criticism. Certainly that's the intent of my criticism today. It's not directed at individuals. Most people at the coalface of journalism, in my experience, are trying pretty hard inside a deeply flawed system 
managed by assholes often enough, and there's rather a lot of sucking it up and taking one for the team. Anyway, here's why Wheels is emphatically full of shit on EV6 being a worthy Car of the Year winner. To state the pathologically obvious, you can't buy an EV6. Like, it's not on sale. Now, I guess Kia could argue the fucking toss on the semantics of that if they want, but as a point of fact, you cannot walk into a Kia dealer and or get out your black Amex and grab your mouse today and buy an EV6. Like, dude, you just can't. If you go to Kia's website, you need to scroll through four football fields, seemingly, of nauseating marketing wank. Quote, Pursuit of excellence, leading the charge, source of inspiration, inner discovery, the future on display, your personal getaway, energised for the journey, always prepared, meet the family. I'm not making that up. That's just the highlight reel of not buying this car. I'm pretty sure there's lube plumbed into every marketing workstation at head office to maximise, let's call it uh, productivity. If you make it all the way down there, scrolling without running out of bath bags, you're gonna discover, stay in touch. Due to global supply chain interruptions, semiconductor shortage and high demand, we are experiencing extended lead times for EV6. Register here for the latest availability status updates. EV6 is therefore the fully provocative massage, but no happy ending, dude. And Wheels has ignored this completely, given the gong to a car you not only cannot buy, but which Kia cannot tell you when you will be able to buy. It's not on sale. Like, it's ontologically, objectively not available to purchase. It's an ex-fucking parrot. Possibly one day, we're not sure, and we certainly can't tell you when. But other than that, yes, on sale. Well done. The da-da-da-da can't touch this car of the fucking year. Surely a prerequisite of function, the top Bacotti criterion, is that the vehicle has to be available to consumers. Otherwise, the award itself is preposterously irrelevant and out of touch. In 2020, when they gave Bacotti to that horrible undersprung EQC shit heap from one of their major advertisers, If you were rich enough and dumb enough, you could at least actually go out and buy one. So there's that. On this point about availability, the car industry has virtually unlimited resources to devote to solving problems, right? And they've really only got two jobs, right? Make cars, sell cars. I'd suggest that they need to unfuck themselves rapidly because using COVID as an enduring excuse for failing this badly to supply cars is... Dude, it's getting a bit old. In fact, the only entity that dealt with COVID worse than ScoMo is the steam-powered car industry. (laughs) 
I'd suggest that as a performance flagship, EV6 is really not quite there. I've driven one extensively. I've got a whole review shot and in the can, but what's the point of working for hours endlessly to cut and post a review that orbits a car you just can't buy? So I am quite familiar with this car. And on the plus side, I can tell you it's fast, like really, really fast. Faster than the 239 kilowatt rating would suggest. And it's especially fast out of turn two and into turn three kind of thing, especially if turns two and three are reasonably close together. Especially given this vehicle's incredible heft. At 2.1 tonnes for the two-motor variant, that vehicle is heavier than a Hilux SR5 FFS. And it's pretty engaging to drive, sits nice and flat like an EV should. In fact, I'd say that if you're the kind of driver who thinks advisory cornering speed sign plus 20 k's an hour is really cracking on and having a red-hot go, then you're going to find the EV6 beyond excellent. And if you drive at times up to about 8.5 out of 10 or something, where 10 is the limit of the car's dynamic performance, you're not going to be disappointed either, mostly. But it is dead set easy to overcook on the way in. It just is. Because it's silent, but deadly. You're going faster than it seems, right? However, if at times you go a little bit midnight on the coast highway, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. It's a must read if you're a performance perv. Hunter S. Thompson is, after all, God. At least, he is in my heaven. So if you're into that 8.5 to 10 sort of performance zone and then the staggering weight of the car and the entry speed capability combine at times to highlight that awful sort of running out of damping, no more to give, plus tyre grip limits exceeded body control sensation, which is very interesting but also profoundly unpleasant. And also the brakes, right? They're not really up to it in full-on performance mode. And I'm talking about being on a favourite bit of bendy road, steeply downhill, really going for it, okay? And that means for 90% of drivers, probably 90 plus now that I think about it, it's going to be fine. But performance flagship? If function is one of the core Bacotti criteria and the intent of the EV6 is true performance flagship, then the EV6 needs just a little more work. Like, as a Grand Tourer, it's an awesome car. Does it ace the objective of living up to its intent on the ragged edge of the limit of what it can do? No. This is a big one. Globally, populations are demanding effective action on climate change from governments. This is a fact. You don't have to like it. Governments, like not ours, but in developed nations, they're taking action because they want to get re-elected. It's what governments do. <sighs> Jury's out on Cole Humper 6. Boldly contrarian stance, right? And doubtless he's got a full dance card of fresh lies to trot out. It's going to be an interesting few weeks. Keep up the awesome work, sir. Carmakers don't give a fuck about the environment.
but they need to appease regulators, and EVs are certainly one way to be seen to be doing that. The climate is actually fucked if we don't tackle humanity's addiction to coal. Cars are a small but significant part of the problem, bit of a sideshow, but a relatable one, which is why they are so heavily scrutinised in the context of climate. Anywho, the electrification of the car industry is being done for environmental and regulatory reasons, meaning green reasons, climate reasons, electorate appeasing reasons, whatever you want to call it. Like humanity not wanting to destroy itself by burning too much reasons. This is why electrification, it's the why of the whole project, right? It's the underlying rationale. And there are significant side benefits such as national energy security and clean air for our cities. But these are not the why of electrification. In the context of environmental initiatives, Putting one or 200 kilos of humans in a box that weighs 2.1 tonnes and driving to the office, that's a flat-out environmental disgrace. Patting yourself on the back for being green and doing that is to dissociate yourself profoundly from reality. Doing this is an advertisement for inefficiency and preposterous mismanagement of input energy. This is a fact. You have to make 2.1 tonnes of high-tech shit to put together an EV6, and you have to make it from some of the filthiest raw materials known to man. Then you have to assemble it, and then you have to worry about making enough energy to move all of that mass from A to B for 15 years or something. But zero emissions? Yes! And then you have to worry about what to do with 2.1 tonnes of old busted up shit at the end of its life, especially in a country like ours with no significant recycling mandates, which is a bit fucked when you think about it. Now, this is a grown-up concept, right? Function is how well something does what it was fundamentally implemented to do, pretty clearly, right? I'd suggest, therefore, if function and efficiency are still core Bacotti criteria, then Wheels has been spectacularly unfaithful to those two on this one. Cars like the EV6 and the Hyundai Ioniq, which was also a contender, are cool and quick and big and comfy and they don't smog up the air and they reduce our dependency on foreign oil and they are rather nice to drive and they sit nice and flat and you can behave like a properly insufferable green cockhead if you own one, but <laughs> they're neither green nor efficient and anyone who claims otherwise is more or less full of shit. <laughs> Time for the elephant in the room, Hyundai Ionic 5. Missed it by... that much. Because EV6 is so much better, obviously, which is a 
function assessment fail right there, if you ask me. We'll get to that. According to Wheels, EV6 is a, quote, genuine landmark that's also a forward-thinking technical statement minted as an unabashed halo model. It demonstrates newfound levels of premiumness, build quality, refinement and luxury the brand has, to date, only hinted at. That premiumness. You can smell it, right? I know I can. It gets worse. Despite sharing Hyundai's electric global modular platform architecture, on paper at least, the EV6 and Ionic 5 are not equals. Actually, they are wheels dudes in every way that matters. Especially in the context of an award allegedly doled out against a set of criteria. Function, technology, efficiency, safety, value, right? Car of the year, you've heard of that? They're equally safe. So there's that. The Hyundai is better value because it's the same thing and seven grand cheaper. And on being the same thing, right? Hyundai owns Kia. The same R&D teams designed the one set of powertrains on the same eGMP platform. They have exactly the same technology. A few different gadgets on board, but the same technology. And last time I looked, gadgets was not one of the Bacotti criteria. When you look at function, okay, EV6's intent is performance flagship. Ionic 5 is EV as an exercise in design liberation, meaning Let's demonstrate how a lack of internal combustion, conventional architecture, can change the way a car gets designed without going, you know, too fucking ridiculous. Assessing cars against a set of criteria means how well do they do that? Not let's compare them directly. And yet, in its apparently batshit crazy justification on this, wheels jump straight into comparing Ionic 5 and EV6 against each other directly. Now this is a car of the year cardinal sin, okay? The minutiae of their very slight differences is not up for grabs. Pro tip, you friggin' geniuses, that's not what car of the year is. It's car versus criteria. And on this, in my view, wheels fails spectacularly. If the design intentions of the two vehicles were the same, only then could you compare them directly under the rubric of function. But they're not, so you can't. And yet, they do. This smacks of being political. It reeks, right? Like it's a means of hosing down Hyundai's advertising dudes if they have some friggin' tantrum and threaten to pull their ads because Bicotti went off its meds. I'd actually like to be there and see that. Like, please save me a seat if it happens. Back when Wheels wasn't a fucking joke, and this was some time ago now, Car of the Year was a respected celebration of automotive innovation and advancement. And it meant you could have, potentially, a 911 and a Getz together among the contenders, and the Getz stood a chance, provided it was innovative and advanced enough. Like, it never was, obviously, but hey, you get the point. I'm not saying they should have given it to the Ionic 5 either. It's not on sale today either. Like, you cannot buy one. And 
its inherent resource intensivity makes Ionic 5 a car of the year fail on function and efficiency grounds for the same reason as EV6. What I'm saying is, Wheels is once again dependably full of shit on car of the year. The kids tried hard, I suppose, but every good shop needs a properly grown-up man to direct the fields of fire. And, dude, don't get me wrong, this is not some kind of cry for employment, a job application of sorts. They wouldn't have me, and believe me, I'd rather be dead. But they can't keep doing this kind of thing and disrespect the past and also expect the public or the industry to respect them into the future. <sighs> this is sad. It's really that simple. 